All right, welcome back to another episode of Sincerely Fresno State, podcast about all things Fresno State, all the comings and goings. Uh, my name is Ken Ternate. I'm the coordinator in the Office of New Student Family Programs, joined by my co-host... Kelsey Goss, the assistant coordinator of New Student and Family Programs. How's your week been so far, Kelsey? It's been okay. I think I am slowly adjusting to working from home. I agree. I'm still sort of nesting. I still uh, was fiddling around with my home office, trying to get everything where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it, it's going. It, it's getting better. I definitely have gotten used to at least my kids' school schedule, uh, so that's a small win. But, well, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, I, I was looking on the internet today. I, I always get people who are, you know, on, on social media who are posting like, oh, happy national day of whatever, right? And so somebody put, I think it was your your department. It was uh, MCJ. Okay. They put like Happy National Just Because Day. Oh. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like just because flowers, just because corn. What? Just, what is yeah, that mean? exactly. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. okay. National Just Because Day. Okay. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, right. Sure. It's also National Pots de Creme Day. What is a potstick crown? I had to look that one up as well. Apparently, I've had it. Uh, it's like a French custard dessert. Okay. Kind of like a, I don't know, a flan or something. Okay. Right? So I was like, okay, cool. What else is today? That's it. So Those two things. It was just... Just because. Just day and... And pots de creme. Pots de And creme. I was like, okay, I wonder what tomorrow is. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm going to read it to you just because... Okay. It's, it's pretty extensive. Tomorrow, uh, August 28th, is National Power Rangers Day. Okay. Love Nash- the pink Power Ranger. Oh, I always love the green. Oh, green Power Ranger. There we go. National Bowtie Day. Okay. So I'm going to wear a bow tie tomorrow <laughs> in, my, in my home office, in my room. There you go. National Cherry Turnovers Day. Oh. It's Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day. Okay. National Red Wine Day. I'm sure you're going to celebrate that one. I love a good red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Blend, a cab, all of it, right? Yes, yes. Uh, National Thoughtful Day. Okay. National Chop Suey Day. Okay. National Grief Awareness Day. National Toasted Marshmallow Day. And National Beach Day. And that's the one that I will try to celebrate this weekend. And that is all just for tomorrow. Just for tomorrow. Just for August 28th. Okay. So there's all these cool things, right? Toasted marshmallows, beaches, bow ties, red wine. Great. Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. And yet today is pots de creme and just because. I feel like today's, it's like a stepchild of 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 a celebration day. Well, and I think with all the ones for tomorrow, you could really hit them all in one day. You could wear a bow tie at the beach <laughs> having wine with a with toasted marshmallow. And cherry turnovers. A cherry turnover. Maybe turn it into a s'more. I don't know. But, yeah, but I think you could get all of them in one setting. That's interesting that there's only two for today. Yes. It makes me want to invent something for today. What would you? What would your date be if you... Uh, National Shopping for Sneakers Day. Okay. 50% Shopping off at every store. Interesting. Yes. How about you? What hmm. would what would your day be? National uh, pre Send a red card one? day, maybe? Send a card. You are into cards. There would probably... I'm sure something like that exists if Hallmark has not invented it already. But yes, I'm a big 
They're card probably... sender, so I would probably say send a card to a friend day. Mm. Which you should just do it. Yeah, you should. Uh, um, there's probably some type of national day petition. I will I'm be sure. your. I will be your first uh, person yes. to sign it. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not big into cards. I love receiving cards. And I tend to be a little bit of a hoarder with them. Mm. You know, I don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get it, especially when there's one that's really, like, has a real genuine message. I'm like, oh, I want to keep this. Yes. And I used to have one of those little French memo boards where I used to hang them up. Mm-hmm. And then it just got chaotic. It was too much. But even birthday cards from my aunt, who writes nothing but her name in the card. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she still sends me, like, a Snoopy card. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm a grown man. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Snoopy card. And then there's stickers on the outside of the envelope. You know what I mean? She's Yeah. And I'm like, well, she must, I don't know. She still sees me as a, as a, as a little boy. I but, view them as pretty sentimental. And I, much like you, tried to keep a lot of them that family sent me. But now I kind of pick out the bigger occasions. Like, I know I have my 16th birthday card from my parents and my 21st oh. birthday. So I try to keep those ones. And... Every time I travel, I try to send a postcard the first couple of days that I'm there to send that back home to someone that, you know, my parents, friends, whomever it might be. Because those are always fun to get to because you don't get them that often anymore. I've tried, when, especially when we travel for conferences. Oh, yeah. The first day I'm there, mm-hmm. I make it a point I will go find a postcard <laughs> yeah. or five, mm-hmm. you know, write them out. And then, you know, we sort of get into conference mode or sightseeing mm-hmm. or whatever. And then by the time it's like the last day, I haven't sent any postcards. <laughs> and now I have this like little stack of postcards that I've written and never sent. And I'm like, well, what do I do with them now? Like, what do you do with all your cards and postcards that people send to you? Where do you keep them? You I little... keep them in a shoebox, actually, that oh. I just throw in there. And um, I try to go through them as often as I can because I don't like too many in the box. And obviously, shoebox is only as big as the size of the shoe, of course. Uh, but I try to kind of go through them and, again, keep the ones that are that are pertinent. Or I really I'll tend to keep the postcards probably more often because they're usually places that my friends have traveled and they've thought of me along the way. So I really find that sentimental. But you don't display them in any way. They're sort of just tucked away for when you're feeling sentimental and you decide to pull out, dust off the old shoebox. And... That's a good question. I think sometimes... I will display them. I do have a bulletin board in the area that I'm working. Um, But since COVID-19, there hasn't been much travel. So maybe I should pull some out to plan for my future trips. Yes. Where's your, where do you want to go when, once it's all done? Like, oh, you know, maybe money is not a hindrance. You've been saving, you've saved up all your vacation because we can't go anywhere anyway. Where would you want to go? There is actually one place. Well, It's not a place. I think I will try to choose a beach really anywhere. I love the beach, but in the beginning of the year, my best friends and I spent the new year in San Diego, and one of them mentioned that they feel like we need a restart once all of this is over, so we need to not necessarily redo the trip, but the symbolism that we got from being on the beach together and kind of ending the new year together, we wanted a restart for that. So probably the beach... And then internationally, I've had my eye on New Zealand for quite some time. And Mm. one of my friends recently moved back from there. And she has sent me so many different things that I need to go do. So probably there would be a good international trip to take. What about you? I've always wanted to go to like New Zealand and Australia. And then Mm. as I've gotten older, maybe because I watch too many documentaries, especially nature ones. Mm -hmm. And I see all of the like 
spiders and snakes, and I'm like, I feel like everything is going to try to kill me. <laughs> I've heard there's big <laughs> bugs in Australia. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bugs. I mean, you know, they, they just seem overly large and aggressive. Hmm. But I would like to go to Morocco. Like, I really enjoyed okay. Spain. And I, I would probably go back to Spain and try to take the ferry over like to Morocco and over there just to visit. But And you've been to Spain several times. No, right? no, just once. Oh, just once. Yeah, okay. I've been to Spain and then we went to Portugal and I've been to France and like all of that. But I've never been across the Mediterranean to go to Morocco. And okay. I don't know. I like the architecture now that I'm really trying to redo my house. You know, okay. I'd, I'd like to get some little knickknacks and that kind of thing. But I digress. I've, I've taken us off track. With my national day, so tomorrow, everyone, you can if you if you listen on time, you can have your red wine and your cherry turnovers, uh, and enjoy all of the festivities for National Bowtie Day. That's but interesting for National Bowtie Day and to celebrate sort of, you know, I'll, being on campus and all of our staff meetings and all that tomorrow. I, I think I'll wear a bow tie. There you go. And speaking of campus, we were ranked in Money Magazine as the seventh most transformative college. Uh, which is a really great accomplishment, I think, in I think for Fresno State. In thinking about what has transformed really since my time here as a student, I know we've touched on it a little bit, but you know, two of the key resources, one of them being this student cupboard where students can get food, food and hygiene items, but the second one, most definitely, having our money management center. I think a lot of students are learning how to better manage their money with the help of our money management center and really just having the opportunity to have a peer coach to lean on during that process because a lot of students start we see this in our office a lot a lot of students will receive their financial aid and pay tuition and then kind of not know what to do with the rest so that's a great resource for our students to utilize on campus yeah I, I think it's, a, it's something I, I really could have used when I was in college <laughs> I remember my freshman year yeah. there was all this is this is back in the 90s uh, they had all the people in front of the union when school started sign up for a credit card you get a free t-shirt or you get a free oh, pizza okay. oh man I signed up for so many credit cards <laughs> you know this is before anyone told you anything about that and I'm like oh now you know, all of those things are banned on campus. You can't do any of that. But, oh, I remember all my free T-shirts and oh my goodness. all of that. So I think things like the Money Management Center would help and I think help make us one of the most transformative colleges. So when I saw that, I was really excited. I think uh, Fresno State was also, I think, 40 on best public college rankings. And um, it's something, it's a trend for the past couple of years. We've seen it a lot, whether it's Washington Monthly or Money Magazine. So today's episode is about sense of belonging, right? Yes. And sort of finding your community on campus and I don't know, I think it's tough for a lot of people and and speaking from my perspective as sort of an adult male, I always find it challenging to meet new adult male friends. Hmm. Right? I think when I'm not from Central Valley, I'm not from Fresno, when I moved here, it was difficult. I don't know if if you have found it difficult, but as a as a male, uh, you know, trying to find like new best friends that I didn't go to college with mm-hmm. or I didn't go to high school with or whatever, I found mm-hmm. it really challenging. I was definitely feeling a little nostalgic when we were talking about what to do for the podcast this week and thinking about the sense of belonging. I am a first-generation college graduate, and I was thinking about my transition in coming to Fresno State. I'm from Sacramento originally, so I'm about two and a half, three hours 
from this area. And I was the only, I think I was the only one actually from my high school that went to Fresno State. Everybody had all, everybody else had gone to Sac State or maybe the local community college. So I really kind of felt on my own in that sense. And I decided to live in the dorms. I think that was, or student housing. I think that was a good decision <laughs> for me to help get adjusted to campus and met a couple of friends there. But quite honestly, I, I don't think I really felt adjusted probably until my second year. I think because in high school, I was very involved in clubs and organizations and I kind of felt like a big fish in a little pond. And mm -hmm. then when I came to Fresno, it was kind of the opposite. I was a little fish in a big pond and I didn't kind of know how to adjust. But eventually I got involved on campus in different areas, one of them being dog days. And I can talk about that a little bit more <laughs> later, but definitely finding a sense of belonging on campus was crucial because this was going to be the place ideally that I would spend the next four years. So were there other things that helped you? I know you talked about living in student housing and I mean, was it hard to make, to meet people and make friends that way? Cause I mean, in this new normal, I think it's going to be even tougher, but what are some of those clubs and orgs or other things that maybe you found out before before you were fortunate enough to find me in dog days? <laughs> um, I think that one of the things, and I believe this is going on this weekend, so I was a member of a Panhellenic sorority when I was here on campus. That helped me find a sense of belonging. I also, um, as you mentioned, I was with dog days, and really I think the benefit of dog days that maybe is not discussed as much is the ability to connect with students that are not in your major. It can be really easy to stay within your major and maybe minor courses if you're taking some of those, but it was really beneficial for me to connect with people outside of my major to provide different perspectives and also maybe get connected with their friend groups as well. I think it extended my network further than I probably expected at the time, but I think it was definitely beneficial to be a part of that as well. Yeah, I could see when you were one of the orientation leaders, with, I mean, with every group uh, in the 15 years that I've been here, you can really see the connection that they make, mm -hmm. right? It starts off as just, oh, okay, this is a summer job. It's an on-campus job, right? People that you maybe never would have met in any other capacity because you're all, like you said, totally different majors, totally different years, involved in so many different things. But they really become this little family, mm -hmm. right? And I see so many of them who are in each other's weddings or marry each other or <laughs> like all kinds of stuff. I think... I think that's one of the values of on-campus jobs and networking on campus, whether it's a club or an org or a sorority or whatever it might be, is, you know, it's, you sort of put yourself out there, you meet these people, and, and, you know, and it's those sort of natural connections that form that really help you feel like you're a part of the Fresno State community. I think for me, it was, it was different. Uh, my college journey was a little bit different. I actually started at San Jose State um, when I was a first-time freshman. Went straight to the four-year college. Uh, and the, the way that I w got connected to campus there was I was in one of the clubs, one of the cultural clubs. And, you know, it, it was sort of a way to meet people, although from that club, I don't recall having any, like, really, really close lifetime type of friends. But I was also a cheerleader at San Jose State doing all the stunts and that type of thing. And I keep in touch with a lot of them. That I think that for me, you know, I did cheerleading in high school. Um... And I, I just love the stunting and the competition and all of that. But that's how I got connected to San Jose State. And then I sort of made this this transition where 
I wasn't sure what I was doing in college, decided to stop going to college. Uh, and then once I experienced the real world, I was like, well, I think I need to go back to school. <laughs> uh, so I ended up going to the community college for a little while in the Bay Area, took a couple classes, transferred to Sac State. So you were talking about you're from Sacramento. Yeah, my family's in Sacramento now. And for me, I was an orientation leader at San Jose State, but it didn't really make an impact. I think at the time in my mind it was all tours, which is funny because we do almost no tours now. Mm-hmm. But at Sac State, I got involved in orientation, became a student coordinator there, and that's what really gave me that foothold. And I found a mentor, Mary, uh, my old supervisor there at Sac State. And I think for me that's how I really found my community. But again, for me, outside of cheerleading when I was at San Jose, at Sacramento, is through an on-campus job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I found my connection. Uh, and that's how I ended up here in Fresno. You know, I found out I really liked orientation. And it's like, oh, you could work at a college. I'm going to work at a college. So I think finding that sense of belonging tends to be a really organic thing. I think so, too. I think you just have to be willing to put yourself out there. <laughs> I think sometimes a lot of students think that organizations are just going to pop up. And certainly they are. They're going to be there. But it's you that has to make the initiative and make your voice heard and knowing that you want to join something and just putting yourself out there, I think is, is half the battle. I remember being terrified to apply to be an orientation leader. I didn't think I would be good enough. (laughs) I was, I was so worried. And I remember being so excited when I was um, hired, because as I mentioned, it just provided a network of opportunities. And eventually I got connected with, with some folks in different areas of campus. And like Ken mentioned, it does provide lifelong friendships so I my advice to any whether it be a freshman or a transfer student is don't be afraid to put yourself out there and I think it's a little bit different now because you all are trying to find your space in a digital community because we are all online but don't be afraid to introduce yourself I know we talked about last week in the podcast even saying you know sending an email saying hello to your professor don't be afraid to reach out to other people because that's where you can you can find your real real place at home. I definitely think that you really have to more so put yourself out there mm-hmm. because it's in this digital format. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many of the offices and departments and everyone on campus is doing all of these, like, you know, Zoom sessions or, you know, some of them may be more of a workshop. Some of them are just a place to gather in this sort of digital, you know, location. But a lot of the students aren't taking advantage of it. I think when you talked about putting yourself out there, I think absolutely you have to put yourself out there because I think everyone is in the same boat and, you know, everyone always feels so alone. You're like, oh, maybe you're the only Mm -hmm. one going through it. And everybody, everybody's going through it trying to adjust, right? So I think you really have to just look, keep an eye out for all the different things. Follow all of the, like, social media, FS Get Involved, FS Bulldogs Tell, FS Dog Days, Fresno State Parents, all of it. Because everyone is sort of advertising all these different things, trying to get in touch with students and trying to engage students. And you really have to be willing to just go. And I think the digital format, for me, from my perspective, takes away from some of the uh, anxiety because you can just keep your thing on mute and keep your camera off. Right? Until you feel comfortable. Like, just go. Career Development Center is having a thing about job perspectives for incoming students you just go and you keep your camera off and you keep it on mute until you feel comfortable or until they make you talk and do a you know a zoom icebreaker or something but i think the more you go to 
the chances that you'll find your community and get connected will be faster, right? Until we have student assistant jobs back, until everyone's back on campus and, you know, maybe there's a more organic way of just bumping into someone or running into a fair or whatever it might be. But going to all these different things, they're totally free. They're totally for Fresno State students, right? And with the way it is now, you don't have to be that engaged. You can just be present, absorb the information, and then when you feel comfortable, connect with someone. I think there's definitely information and connections to be made. So if that's something that you're seeking, I definitely would just put yourself out there and see see kind of what sticks. And you might try a couple things. You may say, I like this club, I don't like this club, but don't stop searching until you find what it is that you're looking for and how to, you know, have a good experience while being a student at Fresno State, even though we're not physically in person. Yeah, I think one, one example that came up, so last night we had a family orientation. Uh, and if you were a family member, parent, guest, spouse, if you're unable to make it, we're going to post it on our uh, Fresno State Parents Facebook page, which is the, the page for a family association. So you can log on there, but uh, Dr. Colin Stewart, who's a, the Associate Dean of Student Involvement, made a little plug for our virtual club fair, which is happening, what is it, next week? I think it's September 1st and September 2nd. Tuesday, yes. September 1st, and Wednesday, September 2nd. Yeah, September 1st. I think it's in the morning, like 9 to 11 or something. Okay. Okay. I know that on the 2nd, it's like 4 to 6. So this is a really easy sort of passive way to learn about some of the clubs and organizations on campus. I mean, there are clubs and organizations about it for everything. I just looked. I saw on Instagram there's something about a, there's a club about diabetes awareness or something. I didn't know that. I had no clue. I had That's no really clue. Neat. I mean, there you know, there's the ones associated with clubs and departments and what what's the one that uh, Anissa and Rudy did Cir- Circle K? I think Circle K. About yeah. like volunteerism yeah. and that kind of thing. But so next week September 1st and 2nd there's a club fair. I think you can find them on Instagram, uh, FS Get Involved. There's more information there. But that's a really easy way to really start to meet other people, especially when you're all, you know, doing this fair from your bedroom or whatever it might be. Everyone's in the same boat. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of ways. Um, aside from the club fair, I mean, if you were involved in high school or your previous community college or wherever it might be, there's we still have student government. Yeah. We have uh, offices like the Richter Center. The University Student Union has their own, like, productions team, and mm-hmm. they have a, a team of board members, right, that yes. sort of oversee that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, what's the uh, getting involved? Like, they help you find a club. What are those people The called? Campus Involvement Ambassadors. So if you don't know where to start, um, those are some great folks to get connected to. They are specialized in basing basically helping you find your home on campus so essentially i think they have a form available on their website uh, for you to fill out just to check your interests Um, i'm interested in reading i'm interested in swimming i'm interested in art Um, and they'll pair you with clubs and organizations and give you their contact information so you can get connected because that's all we want we want you to have a good experience while you're at Fresno State and I know with us being online it's a little bit of a challenge but essentially once we come back to campus I I would hope that those connections that you've already made would be even stronger. Yeah like if you've went to the club fair connected with the I don't know nursing club or yeah the Hmong club or whatever it might be once you're back on campus you go to the first meeting they're like oh it's so nice to finally meet you in person and that kind of thing or maybe you're playing esports 
in our new esports program, and maybe you're going to get a scholarship. Uh, but there's other all kinds of events. We have the off-campus student life, which helps students who are commuting, which, I mean, I guess digital commuting is a form of commuting. Absolutely. And then there are events like uh, Welcome Black, specifically for African-American students. That's happening, I think it's next week. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, if you're living on campus or, you know, or or in one of the local apartment complexes, you could reach out to your RA or what are they called at all the campus? They're not RAs at the apartments. I, the off-campus apartment complex that I lived at and then eventually worked at, they were called community assistants. Community assistants. And those are great folks as well to get connected to because they do programming. Um, they will probably be doing a lot virtually. Maybe they'll have some in person, but those are some folks to get connected to as well. Speaking of that experience, I was involved with being a community assistant at the off-campus apartment complex that I lived at. I don't know if the compensation is still the same, but if you're looking for an off-campus job or an on-campus job eventually with a job like that, um, maybe your rent would be compensated or a large portion of it would be. Um, and that was something that definitely saved me after I graduated. I'm still, I still have student loan debt. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I Don't be mistaken there. But <laughs> I finished three years ago. <laughs> that is good. Congratulations. But that is something that can help with the costs of college. So if you're interested, um, definitely ask your current RA or maybe a community assistant maybe maybe called a little bit differently but that's a great opportunity for you to get engaged in it in a different format not necessarily related to Fresno State so since you are a community assistant well so I lived in the when I was in in college I lived in the off-campus apartments that were owned by the university so it wasn't a dorm necessarily but I had four roommates but we had a living room kitchen etc okay and I'm trying to remember some of the like things that I love the most about living on campus and in interacting with them. I remember the barbecues and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But since you were a community assistant, you know, that their version of an RA, do you recall like some of the events that maybe you put on or maybe some of the ones that you enjoyed the most? Yes, I think some of the ones that I enjoyed the most, we had the opportunity, if you haven't been to Tacos Marquitos. It's a great little shop next to the Bulldog Shop off of Shaw and Cedar. I love their breakfast burritos. Speaking of those, that's what <laughs> we would do for an event. We would have breakfast burritos in the morning during finals. Oh, and so good. students would come by, and it was nice to talk to them just to see how they were feeling. A lot of them would be sleep-deprived, but that's okay. It felt good <laughs> giving them a breakfast burrito and doing those kind of events. I think the best part about that role, it's certainly not easy by any means, but I think the connections that you make with other people, again, it, it kind of reminded me of the dog days position where I got to know so many people that were not in my major. And I just got to know what else, you know, was going on on campus and got to connect with other people. So I think that would probably be a great benefit for being in one of those positions. Yeah, I saw that uh, student housing here on campus, the dorms, that they just did like a craft night or something. Okay. And this, the few, I think there's like 500 students living on campus right now, like half capacity. But they had something in the atrium, which is like the main little office, and they had students. They were all masked up and wearing okay. gloves. Yeah. But I guess they, they did an event where everyone went to go get their crafts, like their craft uh, supplies. Okay. And then they did, I believe it was on like a virtual, like on a Zoom thing, and then everyone sort of did crafts together. Okay. So they all went to get their supplies, but then they did it on their own, you know, virtually, you know, to try to create that community. I mean, they're, they're, they are 
really innovative in some of the stuff that they're trying to do and to get students connected. So, like I said, I, I think everyone should really connect to social media. Um, not so much us, because we're still ramping up, but a lot of the departments are really doing a lot more. Not just the Zooms and all of that kind of thing, but I think the Madden Library, I think there's their Instagram is Madden Library. They're doing this virtual tour series. You know, so that students can get to know about the library, know what they can go use now, but that whenever we're back in person, you know, that they'll be able to sort of see all of that. So I think it's one of those things where there's a lot available, uh, and it's just, yeah, it's, a, it's in a different format, but if, if you want to get connected, and we want you to get connected, because we know you'll graduate faster, have a way better experience here if you're involved in some way, that there's a lot of different ways to do that. And don't forget to bring the family along. I, we got a few questions on Instagram about, can my sibling come? Can my cousin come? Well, it is all virtual. So if it's a virtual craft night, you know, have them join in and be a part of your experience too. Because I think that's also a key piece is just having that support system, whether it's um, on or off campus is, is really important to success as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll have my... Uh... My dad on the side will be like, let's make paper mache dinosaurs, Dad. Let's make a volcano. It's a good idea. I'll bring my roommate's cat along. There you go. Cats and volcanoes. Perfect match made in heaven. So I think we've talked about a lot this week, but all of that to say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and find a campus club or organization or whatever really speaks to you to make your experience as a Fresno State student great, to... Keep up to date on what's going on on campus. Don't be afraid to give us a follow on all of our social medias. We are at Fresno State Dog Days, Fresno State Mentor U, Fresno State Transfer Success Center, and Fresno State Parents. Thank you all for listening, and have a great week. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>